Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. You complete me. If you're over 30, that reference needs no introduction. You know exactly where you've heard that before. If you are under the age of 30 and and you need a little bit of help, that comes from a movie called Jerry Maguire. Who you hear right now is Tom Cruise, and he is on one of the final scenes of that movie, speaking to his, uh, I believe it was his wife at the time, um, and he had finally gotten to the point where he realized that she was an integral part of his life. Now, I share that because today, in our third business edition of the Make Money Behave podcast, I'm going to be talking about the relationship between your business money and your personal finances, because they are very interconnected. So interconnected, actually, that they kind of resemble the beginning of this podcast. You complete me. And and if they are set up properly, they will have an awesome, positive impact on each other. Here's the thing, though. They each have, just like in a marriage, right? They each have their own identity. They have their own defined roles. They have their own purpose. So, please, please, please don't go commingling the two. That's what we're going to talk about today. As you know, each month I want to bring to you a different habit that you can start to get into in your business, something super simple, something maybe not always easy, but simple that you can implement right away and you can practice over and over and over for the rest of the month. And then the following month I bring in a new habit and then you can add that into your routine. And if you continue to do these little habits that I drop just kind of one month at a time, then you're going to start to realize how much of an impact they have on your business. Now, the last two that we talked about were more habits of the mind, kind of, you know, how to shift your mindset a little bit. We talked about when to ask for help last month. And we also talked before about how to just kind of get started with what you have already. Today, the habit I want to talk about is really simply put, keeping things separate. Keep your business money separate from your personal money. This is a lesson I actually had to learn the hard way, as are most of the lessons that I bring to you. And for me, it started a good 12, 13 years ago. Now, if you don't know any of my story, then stay tuned. I'll kind of share just a quick background. In a nutshell, uh, my husband and I were in a position where we realized we had gotten ourselves into $97,000 worth of debt, and we needed to find a way to get out of that as quickly as possible because, quite honestly, it was just it was strangling us. And we weren't able to make ends meet. It was really having a bad impact on our marriage, and it just it was time to make a change. So we did that. Uh, we had started. We had started just doing some, you know, behavioral things, changing up the way that we handled money. And and so we started to see some momentum, which was great, but it had gotten to a point where my husband's like, hey, you know, if we're trying to do this, maybe you could go and make a little bit of extra money. Excuse me. Well, that statement came from his mouth because I had decided, even though I had gone to school and gotten a master's degree and started a career 
uh, and actually continued through that career even while we had our first kid. By the time we had our second baby, I had decided it would just be better for our children if I stayed home. And so that was a very difficult decision for me to make, uh, but I did make it. And what it did was uh, it, it obviously shifted some stuff financially for us, but it also shifted a lot for me mentally. If you know me at all, you know that I actually do like to have some time alone. I enjoy being alone in thought, and I, I actually don't have a problem being alone. However, I, I do gain energy from other people as well. It's part of my, just kind of part of my makeup, I guess. And so when I, when I had decided to stay home with the kiddos, it wasn't being home that was such a bad thing. It's that we were in a completely new neighborhood, in a new state. I had no family around. They're nears. I had a, a brother and sister-in-law who lived in the same state, but they lived a good 45, you know, 55 minutes away. And so it wasn't something where I could just, you know, hop in a car, go 15 minutes down the road and meet with them. So a lot of the things that I was doing were by myself and with a one-year-old and, um, you know, the three-year-old. And it just, I was not able to, I didn't ever feel like I was able to grow and develop my mind. And, and that was just really, really hard for me. This is a really long way of telling you a short story, which is that I decided to go into a direct sales business, not for the money, not for really even the product discount, but for the opportunity to just get out of the house. For me, it was an excuse to leave the house, and I felt like it was a justifiable excuse to leave the house if I was able to come home with 100 bucks in my pocket. So that's why I actually started a, a direct sales business, and I had made the commitment at the time, because this was before we had gotten ourselves, okay, we had gotten ourselves into the debt already, but this this happened, me joining this business, happened before we decided to try to get ourselves out of debt, okay? So that's, that's important. Um, so I had gone into this business, and what I had said to my husband, my vow to him was, I don't care if I make a penny. Like, I don't, I really don't care. I, that's not why I'm doing this. But I vow to not lose any of our personal money. So in my mind, whatever money I had brought in from that business, I it was whatever I wanted to do with it. I could spend it all on that product if I wanted to. I could spend it all on running the business if I wanted to. It was no big deal if I didn't bring any of it home, but I promised that I would not dip into our personal finances to help fund this business. So fast forward two or three years later, and that's when we were trying to kind of get ourselves out of debt. And my husband said, hey, you know, it'd be really great if you go back to work so we can get this snowball going faster. And at the time, I said, well, I'm not opposed to that. I have this degree. I certainly love going out and working. So let's let's go ahead and run some numbers. Well, anyone who's listening to this, if you're a mom, you know that the daycare costs alone eat up like a lot of the income that I would have gotten. So, and by the way, the industry that I was in was a, a self-help industry you know, with addictions. So it's not like it got paid a good salary. Okay. So that's the other thing to keep in mind. Um, so I would have had to drive pretty far away into the downtown area in order to find a job that doesn't pay very much, I would have had to put my two kids at the time into a daycare, which would have definitely cost me quite a bit of money. And then I would have had to also pay for the gas back and forth. I would have had to factor in the fact that I probably would have eaten out even more than normal because I wasn't going to be home to do all of the cooking. And so it was just like this 
overwhelming revelation of, yeah, that's not going to work for us. (laughs) So I just, I said, honey, by the time we do all of that, I may net $200 a month. Now, in his mind, $200 a month was going to be very impactful on our debt-free journey. So he looked at me and said, we could really use that $200 a month. And I said, it's not worth that extra stress for me to go and just get that $200 a month. However, I said, I've got this thing in my back pocket. I wonder what I could do with that. Maybe instead of actually, um, you know, just going through all of that money, maybe instead of just committing to not spending our personal money, maybe I could actually make $200 a month doing this. Now, that does not sound like I'm a lot of money, but I, I, for me, that was all we needed. We had just written those numbers, right? And so for me, I was comparing apples to apples. I'm like, maybe I can make 200 bucks. So I set out to do that very thing. That's when I realized that all of these things we were doing in our personal life, if I applied those to my business, I bet that that business would be more profitable. And by God, it absolutely was. I was learning these things as I go. And now that's why I want to bring them to you. Because I'd love to basically just take all of that learning, uh, that learning curve and all of the disappointment and all of the failure. If I can reduce that for you, that's what I want to do. Because there's no reason it should take you a number of years to figure out all of these things that I had to figure out the hard way. One of the toughest things to, to really figure out was keeping things separate. Because when you join a direct sales business, no one really teaches you this stuff. And so because I had said, oh, I won't spend any of our money, it was easy just to, you know, be like, okay, well, we'll just deposit this and I'll use this business credit card and I can do that. And, and then that became a personal credit card. And it was just a giant mess. So when I made that decision to figure out that we we're going to make $200, I'm like, okay, what is the easiest way to track this? And so intuitively for me, the easiest way to track it was just to keep it separate. So that's what I did. I just said, I'm going to have this credit card for the business and no personal stuff will go on that credit card ever. I did the same thing with a checking account. I left the checking account separate from the business or from the personal stuff. And I had my own little checking account for business. And yet it was technically a personal account, right? Because I didn't have an LLC or any of that stuff. It was in the business world, or excuse me, in the banking world, it was a personal account, but I knew that everything that went in and out of that account was business related. So it just made it very easy to keep things separate. Now, I'm no bookkeeper, and I was not an accountant, and I mean, I didn't know any of the stuff then that I know now, um, so tax time was still kind of crazy, And but I tell you what, having that separate made all the difference. At least I knew where to find the information that I needed. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today is just keeping those things separate. So for example, if you have separate checking accounts, separate credit debit cards, separate savings accounts, then you can continue to do banking the way you normally do, but it will just keep things separate for you. Now, there's another quick tip here, and then I'm going to wrap up. And that quick tip is to make sure you're doing separate transactions so that you have separate receipts. So for example, if you're going to the grocery store and you're a baker and you're having to buy flour for your personal pantry versus like five pounds of flour for your baking business, do separate receipts. Now, I know it seems cumbersome. Like, wouldn't it just be easier to subtract the $1.50? No. 
Just do separate receipts. Do separate transactions. The person behind you in line, they'll get over it. It'll be okay. It's not going to take that much longer. But when you do that, it's going to trip something in your mind to go, this is separate. It's, it's for real. It's a business. First of all, it legitimizes your business. But it also just makes it easier to do bookkeeping later on. And again, I'm not going to try to teach you all the bookkeeping today because that's not what the purpose of this particular episode is about. But just know that each of these habits starts to build on each other. So just do this one for this month. Here is your call to action. If you have not yet opened a separate checking savings debit card account for your business, go do that. I don't, it doesn't have to be, like I said, a specific business account. In fact, Sometimes those business accounts cost you extra bank fees, um, like you have to have you know little minimums and whatever. If you're listening to this show and you are just like the aspiring entrepreneur, maybe you're the creative person who creates things and puts it on Etsy, or you're just not even quite sure you know what you want to do yet. Maybe you make things from your home and you're you know selling them a little bit here and there. Maybe you're a coach or a consultant like I am, and you're just working with individuals one on one. Whatever the the case is, if you don't have an LLC or an EIN, then you might not be able to go get a specific business account. And I just want to let you know that's okay. Just go get a separate account and make sure that it's not going to be something that charges you extra money for having really low balances because we just don't know what your balances are going to be yet. Okay. Um, So that's your call to action. If you do that, then every transaction that you create Make sure that if it's from your business or for your business, that it goes in or out of that account and then all of your personal stuff stays separate, okay? We will build on this next month. I promise you'll see where this is going to go. And in the meantime, we will get an opportunity to interview somebody who is doing this very thing and how it has impacted their business as well. So stay tuned for that on April 15th. And last but not least, let's chat. Chatwithmc.com, if you go there, it actually has a link where it says Icebreaker for Small Business. That is where you can get a free 20-minute consultation with me. We're going to look at what does your business look like? How can we start creating these new money habits for that business so that you can then be profitable, that you'll know what are the things holding you back? How can you make this easier? And we'll just start going through some of these habits. We'll build them together to make that plan work for you. Again, that address is chatwithmc.com. Chat with MC as in Maria Casillas. I look forward to hearing from you. As always, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.